When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're on SENZ Extra Time, and joining us out of the UK is uh, an Australian in exile, John Davidson. How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, you got the Super League Grand Final uh, just around the corner, of course, and uh, it's, it's going to be full of Kiwis, isn't it? It is, yeah. Very, very strong uh, Kiwi influence in, in both teams. Um, I actually spoke to, to Conrad Hurrell. Uh, I guess he's a, he's a Tongan Kiwi, and he's still a lot of formative years in, in Auckland. Um, I think he even played for the Junior Kiwis, but uh, yeah, it's a strong influence and should be a cracker of a game at, at Old Trafford. Yeah, mate, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. I was interested to see uh, that game against Salford and Leeds. Uh, sorry, Salford and uh, St Helens, and you know, part of me really wanted Salford to win that because they've been such a fairy tale story this season. Yeah, they have. They've they've done so well to to come from there. I think just the loss of um, Brody Croft the week before to concussion. You know, he's he's in the running for Man of Steel. He's really resurrected his career after moving from the NRL and. They really missed him, uh, and they also lost in the game against St Helens, Andy Ackers, uh, to, a, to a concussion as well. So that took, you know, another of their key attacking weapons. Um, but they really pushed St Helens all the way. It was, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the game, but it was a really controversial game. Um, a penalty try that potentially could have been given, wasn't given. Um, and, you know, they gave St Helens everything. So it just wasn't to be, uh, unfortunately, for Salford. That was a brutal game too. Man, there were some big hits in that game. Mm. Yeah, some massive hits. I mean, the, the Jack Wellsby one, I think, on Chris Atkin. Um, on, on the initial viewing, it just looked like a, a monster hit. There might have been the head contact. So I think he, he fronts the judiciary on Monday, so he could have a nervous time. And obviously, Morgan Knowles, um, a chicken wing, which was very ugly. Uh, it was also on Chris Atkin. He got Simbin for that. And to be honest, he, he has to get a couple of weeks for that because you just, just don't want to see chicken wing tackles. I think, you know, they've largely been moved out of the game um, you know, for a while since the sort of storm introduced them what, more than 10 years ago. But this was, it was just unnecessary and, and ugly. And while um, Akin wasn't hurt, it's just just not a, look, a good look for rugby league, is it? No, it's not, mate. It's on that, do you reckon, I just just, uh, just a thought I had, do you reckon if you go to the Storm home games, uh, you know, you can normally buy pies, you can buy hot dogs. Do you reckon you can buy a bucket of chicken wings at Storm home games? <laughs> You reckon I missed a trick if I not? I don't think uh, Bellyache and uh, Frank Benici would would like it, but it could be a good uh, could be a good marketing stuff. I like it. Get KFC on board. We're away. We're away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that game that game was uh, was a tight game, but it was very much uh, a David Goliath matchup. On the other side, I mean, Wigan have been a lot better this year. Leeds were an absolute dumpster fire last year. So I guess in a way, uh, it mirrored that a little bit. Wigan were the favourites, but Leeds got home. 
Well, Leeds were a, a, dump, a dumpster fire basically a third in the season. I think they'd won one of their first 10 games. They were, they were second from bottom and then they sacked their head coach. Um, and Rowan Smith's come in in, uh, it was in May from uh, the North Devils and the Queensland Cup. Obviously, Rowan, son of Brian Smith, uh, nephew of Tony Smith, and he's just done an amazing job. I, mean, I don't think anyone would have predicted that they'd be in the grand final um, and, you know, with a, with a good chance of winning it too. So it, it's been a, a remarkable turnaround for Leeds. Obviously, they're a massive club. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've won a lot of uh, grand finals, World Club Challenges, Challenge Cups, etc. But they haven't been in the grand final since 2017 and, you know, they've kind of been rebuilding. And um, it's just, yeah, amazing, amazing story that... You know, they upset Catalans away from home, which is always a tough game, and then, um, you know, beat Wigan uh, at Wigan as well. Um, and, you know, that was really another upset. So it's a, it's a fairy tale run for them at the moment. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, no Aiden Caesar for them by the sounds of things, though. How big a yeah. blow is that? Yeah, that's a big blow. I mean, they don't really have another half um, in their squad who's, you know, experienced or of that colour to come in and replace him. Um, they're either, you know, going to. Put a hooker in there in, in maybe Cruz Leeming or they could, uh, you know, play a back rower in, in Cameron Smith. Not, not that one, the English one. Uh, move him from, from 13 and put him in and then it's more pressure on Blake Austin to, to create. So that's a, that's a huge blow. I don't know if you saw the hit, but it was a very ugly one from, from Jordan. And I think he'll be missing at least the group stages of the World Cup for England because that was, yeah, it was a really, really bad one. It's interesting that, isn't it? I mean, like we've been having that conversation over here about, you know, uh, Jared Wairu Hargreaves, um, obviously from the Roosters, uh, from that game against the... Bloody uh, Kiwis. Yeah, against the, against the Rabbitohs. <laughs> but, I mean, should he... It feels like if you get if you get in trouble in that competition, your band should be in that competition. I mean, it's certainly, you know, Peter Volandis would have, no, have you believe that the fans... That you do what the fans want, and it doesn't matter if they miss round one, two, or three, uh, so long as they're there for the big dance. No, I, th- I think you've got to you've got to go in international footy. I mean, that's how long have, have we been doing that for? You know, decades. Same the same with Origin. I think otherwise it kind of gives basically players a, a free pass to do what they want in club footy, and you know, not affect internationals. I think you've got to you've got to punish the, ba- the behaviour accordingly. And that was a you know that was a brutal attack to the head. Um, Caesar's missing in a grand final. We all know. You know, look at look at the um, news the last few days of Mario Fennett. We all know. The dangers with you know head trauma, dementia, um, you know what can happen, and you need to come down hard on this. I think those you know that those days are are well over. Um, you know we talked about it, the head; they need to be punished severely, um, and that was a really bad one. I don't I don't think Bateman went out to attack the head, but he mistimed his his shot, and um, it was brutal. And that's going to be really hard for for Leeds to um, you know to compensate without Caesar because he's been really good for them the last. Uh, Half of the season, yeah. I mean, he's such an impactful player. Him and Blake Austin, and those guys have played together for it seems forever, and they kind of seem to follow each other around in their careers. I mean, you, you mentioned that Leeds. Um, well, I mentioned that Leeds were a dumpster fire last season. You said they were for a third of this season as well. We know that they've had financial issues as well. I mean, looking back on it, how close were Leeds to doing a Bradford? Do you think? Oh, they were never, they were never going to do a Bradford in the sense that because they've they've got particularly you know wealthy owners, they own their own stadium, they've got the the biggest fan base in Super League, and they make a lot of you know revenue from from home games. So financially, they're in a good position, which is the complete opposite to Bradford. 
uh, who play in a you know stadium that should have been knocked down about eighty years ago. Um, while Headingley is you know the best the best rugby league stadium in England, um, but you know I think in terms of relegation, I think Toulouse were always up against it. You know Warrington have been ridiculously poor. They finished second from bottom, and obviously Wakefield are you know struggling along there, and and they finished tenth. So. I think they were always going to turn around, but I, I didn't expect them to make the semi-finals um, and then to to go on a run and to get to the grand final is you know a remarkable feat because I don't think even the squad they have now I don't think they are a, a top four team. Um, but you know it's a remarkable achievement. And Rowan Smith um, he doesn't he doesn't say a lot. He's he's very quiet. Doesn't give much away. But um, you know he's really uh, proving his his coaching ability uh, this year. And obviously. Last year in a Queensland Cup, he won. Uh, he won the premiership there with the North Devils. So he's on a good run. He's on a very good run. Uh, well, l- let's talk the match up in the grand final. Then, I mean, all, you know, everything points to a Saints win, doesn't it? Um, how do you how do you think Leeds can can beat Saints? I think I think to be honest, the the disciplinary is going to be huge. I mean, St Helens are this is this is they're obviously going for their fourth grand final win in a row, which is you you know would be history making in any sport but this year in particular they've, they've been hit hard by injuries and they've also because of salary cut pressure they've lost a lot of key players um, obviously Kevin Nagama being one of them uh, Locker Coote being another um, so they've had to rely more on depth and they're, they're missing Alex Wormsley you know their, their key prop they're missing Lewis Dodd who's their, their first choice seven uh, Regan Grace who's obviously um, going off to rugby union and you know might be coming up against the All Blacks in the near future um, so they're missing a lot of players, and I think if if Knowles is ruled out and Wellsby, um, Wellsby's the other big one because he he's been playing uh, very well in the halves with Johnny Lomax. That that is really huge. huge. Um, that you know that brings them back down to the pack. But they they do have an amazing mentality. St Helens of just grinding out wins and you know refusing to to be beaten. So I think Leeds um, their their run in the last couple of weeks has been built on really gritty defence. Uh, they did that against Wigan. They just refused to yield. And, you know, they kind of basically, it was like a rope a strategy. They soaked up all this pressure, could barely get a set um, out of their own half in the first half. And then, you know, Wigan were tired out and they turned them over. And I think that's what's going to take, again, from Leeds. It's, it's going to be a huge 80 minutes to, to beat this champion St. Helens team. But um, they'll have a lot of confidence because they've just been in, in such good form in the last three months. It's going to be interesting. You think, uh, I mean, that could level the playing field, so it's going to be a, a grind. I mean, this this is Christian Wolf's farewell is in a, a, at St Helens as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's his last game at St Helens. Um, the three years will be up and he'll be going to the new club and the Dolphins as Wayne Bennett's assistant coach. So, you know, to finish, uh, obviously they won, the, they won the minor premiership this year as well. They won the uh, Challenge Cup last year. And, you know, to finish with three grand final. Uh, winners' rings in a row. I mean, that's <laughs> that's some feat. So, um, it, yeah, I, I'm sure that there's no lacking motivation there to, to do it for Christian and send him off in a winner. And then obviously he'll be um, he'll be coaching Tonga in the World Cup in in a couple of weeks' time as well. Yeah, I mean, how's that, how is that building actually? I mean, it feels like it's been a really good season for Super League. Uh, it's, it feels like it's been more visible. It's been more talked about. I've noticed it more in British papers, even the London-based ones seem to be running stories. Uh, is that sort of that flow-on effect happening with the World Cup being there as well? Yeah, I think, I think it remains to be seen a little bit. Like, I think there's a lot of positivity around the tournament. People are excited. 
obviously it was pushed back a, a year. So, you know, there was a bit of annoyance about that, but, but, you know, there's, there is, there's a genuine excitement about the tournament. I guess, you know, the, I, I wrote something last week, just looking at, at England and the men's team. And I think that's a real concern when you just look at the, the teams that New Zealand can put out, that Australia can put out, that Samoa is going to have, that Tonga is going to have, that Fiji is going to have, um, in England, have got a lot of injuries and a lot of their best players aren't in form. So I, I think that could have a, an impact if England flopped and, you know, say get beaten by Samoa in the first game and then knocked out in the quarterfinal stage by Tonga. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that impacts the rest of the tournament. But um, I think, it, you know, the fact that we've got, we've got the wheelchair game, we've got the women's game and we've got the men's game, there's a huge spread of, of venues. Um, you know, there's going to be some, some fantastic matches. And it, you know, it will be the the biggest World Cup ever because we've got the three strands um, and some terrific media coverage as well. So, I think the the advertising campaign for it will ramp up um, just after the grand final. I think they've held back a lot of their budget to do that, um, and hopefully, we should see a huge push and you know a lot of packed stadiums come uh, October and November. Yeah, now looking forward to it, mate. That that Kiwis team, I mean, what squad I should say, because what have they named thirty four? I think. Man, it's hard to see where you're going to cut players, and there's some big names in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking as an Australian, I, I think um, you might even put the Kiwis as favourites. Um, I, I think that that team they've got is just amazing. And the, the forward pack, you know, you've got Fisher Harris, you've got a Circus Solomon, uh, Brandon Smith. It's just, it's just brutal. Um, so I think, you know, it's a very open World Cup when you look at, you know, that top. I, I can't see anyone but. Australia, New Zealand, or, or Tonga winning it. To be honest, unless Samoa, obviously they've you know they've got half of that champion Penrith team, and that will be you know huge for them. But I think those are the three, and I think New Zealand that that semi final. Obviously, the way to draw structure, New Zealand will play Australia pretty much guaranteed in the in the semi final, so they can't play each other in the final. So that semi final is is going to be um, a massive, massive game. And, I, you know, I think if you're a Kiwis fan, you'll be you'll be looking forward to the World Cup and, and fairly confident because, you know, Australia haven't played for a long, long time. The, the last game was a lost Tonga in, in Auckland. Um, and, you know, there's, there's certainly a bit of doubt around them just because they're missing a lot of players who are either, you know, defected to Pacific countries or, you know, the, those champions in Cameron Smith and, and Kronk have retired. And, you know, it's been a long time since 2019 since they've had a game. Yeah, I mean, tell you what, you wouldn't you wouldn't mind being Mel Meninga, would you? Pocketing 400k a year to do what? <laughs> He's doing a great job at the Gold Coast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, nicely said, nicely said. Hey, while we've got you, uh, what about the NRL then? This weekend, the preliminary finals, the Eels go to Townsville to play the Cowboys. And uh, we get a rematch of last year's grand final as well. I have a sneaking suspicion the Rabbitohs with Latrell Mitchell might just upset the reigning premiers. They are looking very good, aren't they? I mean, they're just um, you know watching them, watching them on the weekend, and obviously the week before against the Roosters, just, they just looked such a slick team. And Latrell Mitchell, I think that time off with injury in the, the middle of the year, obviously missed Origin as well. He just looks really fit and fresh. And I think, obviously, you know, we're just jumping back to the World Cup for a second with the Kangaroos, if he can take that form into Australia, then, you know, with the likes of him and Tedesco, that's, that's massive. But South are looking very good. That's a that's a huge game. I mean, Penrith are, are an unbelievable team. 
Uh, and looking at the other side, I've, you know, the Cowboys have probably been the best, the most improved team. Um, and I, I think I was, I, I watched the Matty John show last night and he likened them to the West Tigers in 20, 2005, sorry, and um, Todd Payton played for that team and he's the coach of the Cowboys and they had, just have that ability to throw the ball around. So two, two really, really good games and I think whoever makes the grand final, uh, you know, we're in for a, a, an unbelievable game. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. To be honest, I mean, with Souths, and I, I said this on the show a couple of times, after they got over the Roosters, I, I, I said it felt, feels like they've played their final. It was so highly, in, you know, such an intense game that I thought, mm. oh, you know, how much are they going to have left in the tank for the Sharks this week? And then they did that to the Sharks, and I thought, okay, I've, I've misread this. I've misread this. And, you know, from a Panthers' point of view, they have been a bit stuttery because they gave the I mean, most of their team a, uh, a week off before they in the last round robin game, and it feels like Jerome Luai hasn't really rediscovered his best form either. Yeah, I mean they were they were very good against Parramatta. That was you know a one sided contest, but yeah, they're they're hitting a, a team in in really good form. Uh, I guess that that agile argument is the week off helpful, or would you like to play um, in between and? You know, just sort of keep that momentum going. So it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game for them, um, without a doubt. And yeah, South Sydney just they do have um, something about them at the moment. They've you know it's not been a, a, a sort of great year for them all over, but they're they're hitting form at the right time. And you know, when it comes to finals footy, that's it's really what it's all about. So um, yeah, I think I think if Penrith do win this weekend, um, I think they will win the grand final. And I think conversely, if if South get the W, then they'll be the favourites going to the grand final as well. Yeah, no, I think so, mate. I think so. And how excited are you about uh, the All Whites playing the Socceroos in a doubleheader this week too? The mighty All Whites, unfortunately, not going to Qatar. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a real shame that we don't uh, we don't play the the Socceroos don't play the All Whites that often because you know the, the long-standing rivalry between the two countries and the closeness, you know. Um, there's been so many players, obviously, you know, with the A-League, there's so many players who, who've played um, or who are either Australian or have played for New Zealand or, or vice versa. You know, Archie Thompson being one of them who, you know, chose Australia over could have, you know, could have played for the All-White. So, yeah, looking looking forward to that one. I mean, I think New Zealand, you look at um, their players overseas in, and in Europe, um, New Zealand's got better better players playing at higher levels in Europe than Australia does, despite us having, you know, what, three, four times the population. So uh, it'll be a fair test for the Socceroos, um, you know, because even though they, they upset Peru, it's not it's not been a great couple of years. So, yeah, I, I am looking forward to that one. And I think the All-Whites um, might be favourites going to that game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'll be there at Eden Park for the second of the two games, mate. No doubt you'll be watching from afar, but enjoy them. And uh, no doubt we'll talk about that a little bit later, Johnny. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, mate. Good to talk to you. Yeah, always good to chat, John. And uh, if people want to follow you and uh, get all the latest from Super League and the and the Rugby League World Cup coming up, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Johnny D Davidson. Uh, also on Patreon at RugbyLeagueHub.com Long Reads, and also a podcast which is on all the um, the usual podcast providers, uh, Spotify. Podbean, uh, iTunes, etc. Uh, by the balls. So uh, yeah, those are those are the places. Nice work, mate. Nice work. Keep it up, and we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Thanks, mate.